talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies, that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sin. Today I've got a bonus episode for you. I talked to a friend of mine, her name is Natalie Shirley, and she has taught um, as the music primary chorister for several years, and, and she's really knowledgeable and has a lot of really good ideas. So I thought it would be fun to hear from someone else and get some ideas from someone else of how we can be better at teaching our kids some things in the gospel. So I'm excited to have Natalie on today. Just a little warning, this was my first time doing an interview, so there was a little bit, we had a little technical little bit of technical difficulties. So if there's a little bit of her cutting out or me cutting out, I apologize. Um, and I feel like we had to do a little bit more editing um, to make it work. So I hope it doesn't sound too, too crazy today. So, but hopefully you enjoy it. I really enjoy talking to Natalie. So I hope you enjoy her too. So Natalie, welcome to We Talk of Christ podcast. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. So for those of you who don't know, Natalie and I taught together. We taught fourth grade in Utah, and she's one of my favorite friends, a favorite people, and she is so smart, and I love her her uh, insights into gospel and teaching our kids. So I'm excited, to, <laughs> I'm excited to hear what Natalie has to say. So today we're going to focus on um teaching music so first question what is your favorite primary song and why uh that's a hard question i have a lot of favorite i have a lot but um first ones that came to my mind my very first one that came to my mind was i love to see the temple and um, that one's just like a classic favorite from my childhood like i remember loving that song and singing it as a kid um, another one that I love, um, is my heavenly father loves me. The one that starts like whenever I hear the song of a bird. Um, I just love that song because I love the message of like being able to see God's love all around us in nature. And, um, it just brings a lot of peace to my mind when I hear that song. Um, my last favorite that, um, popped into my head was um, it's a newer song. It's not in the primary songbook. It's just one of the additional songs. It's called The Family is of God. Um, I just love the message of it. And my favorite line says, God gave us families to help us become what he wants us to be. Um, that that song just has a lot of power. And um, it reminds me a lot of um, when my grandmother died at her funeral. We sang that song. And it just has a lot of emotion for me. So... <laughs> Um, those are my, my most favorite ones that I could think of right off the top of my head. <laughs> All right. Next question. Okay. <laughs> are kids excited to learn the songs when they are less than excited? Um, okay. This is kind of a hard one for me because I feel like, um, yeah, it, it is a hard thing to get kids excited about music and teaching them music, especially if you're not like, if that's not something you do every day. <laughs> Um, but some things that I've learned from teaching singing time in primary was um, to make it fun and engaging and um, to do things to get them moving. And so they're not just sitting. 
um, help them to experience the music rather than just singing a song over and over trying to memorize the words is not going to be fun. So um, some ideas I have to make it more exciting um, is to use like props or um, instruments or different things for them to hold and use, um, like using egg shakers or um, like rhythm sticks, or if you have, you know, even if you play the piano or you have the guitar or do anything that brings some other way into the music um, is always more exciting. Um, another thing um, that a website that I love that helps with finding ideas of how to teach specific songs or activities to do with music. Um, her, the person that writes the website, her name is Sharla Dance. She's done lots of trainings with um, primary leaders all over the United States and even in Canada. Um, and her website is called teachingprimarymusic.com. Um, it's, she's wonderful. She does trainings and I just love her ideas. She knows how to teach children music. She knows how to keep people engage, especially children, but even adults. Like when I went to the training, I was like, this is fun for me and I'm not even a kid <laughs> and it's geared towards children. So she, she does a lot of movement, a lot of like um, practicing, like listening for certain things in the music, like asking questions and um, using props and instruments. And she focuses a lot on using other intelligences, like the multiple intelligences of like, um, you know, like somebody who's kinesthetic and like needs touch or somebody that is a visual learner or somebody that, you know, she uses all of those different things and all of her ideas. So I feel like everything that she teaches, it's always done in a way that is different than just sitting and singing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Does that answer the question? <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, I looked a little bit at her website and I was like, a little bit overwhelmed because I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I don't know anything about teaching music. Yeah, it is a little overwhelming. And she has a lot of like, she just, and especially lately, just because everything has become so virtual, she has just like recorded her own like virtual singing times and has posted them on her website. And so you can just like watch her and like use that video to teach your kids and you don't even have to do anything. You can just turn it on and have your kids do what she does and well, that's fun. So that's I really love cool. That. Um, she doesn't have a lot on there yet. I think she's just kind of started into it. But, you know, to get you started, yeah. it would be a really great place to begin. And then as you get comfortable with it, you can kind of start doing your own things or you can um, just kind of watch for when she posts new videos, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think on her website, she has like getting started. There's like a tab that says getting started. And so you can click that and kind of read about you know, her ideas and how she got to where she is on, you know, where she came up with these ideas and, and why her methods work versus just, you know, rote memorization and those kind of things, you know. So it's fun to kind of learn about the psychology of why she does what she does, you know. Yeah, I like that. So anyway. I, um, know, I feel like I don't know some of the newer songs. Yeah. And so like, getting where I'm like experiencing it and, and learning it for myself too. I think that would be helpful because mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I sometimes have a hard time teaching music to my kids is like, I don't remember all the words. Let me look it up or right. I don't even know some of these new songs or whatever. So one thing, thing that I love would be about helpful. her too, is she, <laughs> she's been singing forever 
and um she she like will do her videos and she doesn't like re-record when she messes up so she's like she's just going along and she's like oh I made a mistake like let's keep going you know and she's just really genuine and you can just tell like she's not trying to like show that she's perfect at it and I love it's I, just, I just love her she's just She's just really amazing person. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Like, like I told you last night, I just hopped on our website just right after you told me about it. I didn't really like poke around much, but it looked really it's, cool. You it's know? hard because like, I don't feel like her website is like super, like it's fine. But like, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's kind of hard to find what you're looking for. Yeah. Like, I think she had it set up a little differently a few years ago. And now I can't find, like, there's some things I'm like, oh, where did she put that? Because I don't know where it is anymore. And, yeah. like, some of it is probably, like, I thought it was on the website, but I probably heard it when I went to her training, you know? So I'm, like, assuming that it's on there. And maybe it is, but I just don't know where it is. So, right. like, it's hard to remember, like, where did I learn that from? Was it from the website? Or was it from her in person? Or, like, did I just pick it up from somewhere else and I just assume it's from her? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but Yeah. Um, so it's like, if you just, yeah. So I'm like, I feel like if you just click on start here and just click on like one of the years, like she has like, um, different years, like for like the whole primary year, it's like, oh, 2020, here's a list of songs for each month. And here's what I'm going to do for the year of 2020. Like you can yeah. click on that or click on whatever. And she'll like, she has like her ideas like laid out, but it's like, you have to kind of hunt around and click around. So it's kind of hard to, but if you're wanting just to find her videos, like those are easy. You just that's like her first post, like whatever her last video was, it's on there. But anyway. well, our primary courser told us, like they sent out an email, and they said there's like a, a church sing-along app, which I've never heard oh, of, but yeah. I know what it is. Do you know anything about um, it? They're just, so are she talking about like the sing-along videos? I think so. Okay. So if you go to churchofjesuschrist.org or whatever it's called, yeah, that's, that's the church website, right? Um. I'm trying to remember how to find it. Um, I think if you just type in the search, type in sing along, sing along videos, I think it will bring up. There's just like a ton of primary songs that they have like videos to. Um, and some of them have like real people in them. Some of them are like animated, but they always have like the words along the bottom so they can sing along with the video. That's a good, that's a good place to start. I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> And there's, like, a lot of, like, the newer songs are on there that are, like, not on the primary book. Awesome. Those are fun to use and would be good for, like, if you're doing, like, family home evening and you want to have the song and you don't play the piano or whatever, you could totally use that instead. Or if you, it's a song you don't know, like, there's so many songs that are newer. And, like, when I was teaching um, primary and I was like, oh, I want to learn what this song is, but I didn't want to, like, try to plink it out on the piano. I just pulled it up and listened to it. So that I kind of got the the melody in my head, you know, so that's a good place to go for songs for sure. Awesome. Um, another resource I thought of is, um, it's a book and I'm sure you can find it in like Deseret Booker places. I've never, I bought mine on Amazon. It's called a children's songbook companion. It was written a long time ago by um, a bunch of different ladies that like put the primary songbook together, like the original primary songbook. Uh -huh. um, I think the first, the lady I know is, her name is Pat Graham. She wrote a lot of the songs in the primary book. Um, and she was like on the committee that did it all. Anyway, so they have this book. It's um, for every song in the primary songbook. 
um, there's an activity and like materials to use to teach each of the songs. Um, it's a really cool book. So if you're okay with spending like 10 or $15, I think it's totally worth it because it's, it's great. They have like an intro experience, like an attention getter. And then they have like, here's some questions you can ask while they're singing the song. So it helps them think about what are they actually saying when they're singing the song? Because sometimes we just say the words and we don't think about the meaning of the words, you mm -hmm. know? So it's yeah. fun because it like helps you like, okay, like we're going to sing this part of the song. Listen for this answer. Can you find the answer to this question? And then you sing it and it gives them a purpose to sing, which I think is great. Um, some of the songs have like little printables you can like scan or like copy the little things and you can cut them out and print them or whatever um, as like some visual aids to go with the songs. Anyway, it's a really great book because there's something for every single song in the songbook. So if there's a song that you have no idea how to teach, it's a good place to start. That's really cool. I didn't even know that there was such a thing. So. Yeah, I know. It's, it's something I learned from teaching primary. Like somebody mentioned it, I think somewhere. I don't remember where I heard about it, but I was like, oh, well, I'll look into that book. And it's, I don't use it all the time, but like when I struggle with coming up with something to do, or there's a certain song that I really want to teach and I don't know how to do it, that's where I go first. Then I, and it's, I'm sure you could buy a digital copy too. I've never looked into that, but um, it's nice to have, I like physical books. Sometimes it's easier to just, you know, look, flip through something physically and you kind of, some things grab your attention. I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, that's another resource I thought of. Um, there's a Facebook group for primary choristers. Um, that was one of the first things I did when I got called to my calling was I joined the Facebook group. And it's like choristers from wh wherever. They're always posting ideas or asking for help or sharing their resources. Um, so it's a really great place to go if you're like really wanting to do like a real primary singing time in your own home. You could totally jump on there and and do that if you're like wanting to be super intense about it. Or even if you're just kind of like, let me just kind of dip my toes in and see what's out there, you know. Probably most people aren't wanting to like teach a full-on primary singing time lesson. They're just trying to add music in a little at a time or do something more than nothing. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Some people might want to have that resource or maybe you get called to primary music leader, then that's a great place to go. So the group, so on Facebook, they have a group called Latter-day Saint Primary Music Leaders. Um, you have to get accepted into the group. So it's not like an open group anybody can see, but they pretty much accept you. So <laughs> you don't have to have the calling to be a part of the group. Um, but I, even though I'm not in that calling right now, I, I haven't like removed myself from the group because I always, I feel like I always get called to music leader. So <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to always be like, kind of watching and seeing ideas and especially now where we don't have primary it's nice to have you know things to remind me oh look hey if you want to do some singing time here's an idea you know yeah so. well and anyway. I think some people might be more comfortable teaching music to their kids than they are like doing a a scripture study lesson or whatever you know so true even if people are like you know I'm not doing anything right now and they just feel comfortable starting with music I think mm -hmm. yeah and music is teaching the gospel when you're teaching exactly. the primary songs so exactly. that's a really natural way to teach something because you're 
like, let's sing the song. Oh, let's talk about what is the song talking about? How, you know, teaching it that way is a very easy way to kind of ease yourself into it. Yeah. Into a good gospel discussion. Yeah. And I know like teaching primary, like all of primary singing is very different than like teaching your own children, obviously, because you're not dealing with a huge group of children. And, you know, you probably have a very large age range versus in primary, it's junior and senior. So you're kind of combining it all into one. But um, it's also easier because you've got a smaller group and you know your children and (laughs) what they like and what they don't like. And you can kind of tailor things to, you know, oh, I know my kid really loves to do like word puzzles. And so I'm going to do a song that um, and do an activity that does a word puzzle with this song. Or you can do, you know. Yeah. Something that's more physical or just like focusing on like, oh, let's focus on beat and pattern and rhythm and doing like a clapping, tapping or some kind of instrument thing with it. Like that's, um, you know, so there's some of my other places besides the teaching primary music website, which is my favorite resource. But there, even if you just type into Google and say primary teaching primary music, like there's so many things that come up and there's plenty of YouTube videos that people have made. Um, I know there's a lady that does like, she does sign language with the primary songs and you can find a lot of her videos and you can teach your kids sign language. That's a fun way to teach um, the primary songs as well. It's another way to engage and learn a new language at the same time. So that's fun. Yeah. When it gives the kids, um, it kind of helps them think about the words that they're say they're singing because the how the sign relates to it. It might help them yeah. understand words in a different way. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, pretty much any. I mean, like you, like I said, like you could find resources everywhere. I know, um, like there's like the Come Follow Me FHE website. I think you have to subscribe and like pay for stuff to like be a part of it. But they sometimes will have primary songs and like ideas for teaching primary kids that way too. Mm -hmm. Um, Another idea that I just thought of as I'm talking to you, I hope I can remember the name of her website. Um, Her name is Camille. She has a really great website. Camille's Primary Ideas, I believe is her website. Um, And she obviously is a primary music leader. So she's not, you know, I don't know if everything is for free anymore, but she has a website and you can look up ideas or she has like a song index and you can look up by songs. So it's called Camille's primary ideas.com. And um, she has a lot of great ideas and she does a lot of Charlotte dances ideas too. Cause she's been to a lot of her trainings. So her ideas are kind of consistent with those ideas, but there might be more. So anyway, that's another website I just thought of. You're a wealth of information. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have been teaching primary. I feel like I've been in primary since I got married, which was almost eight years ago. So I haven't had any other callings since then. So I've just been absorbing things for a very long time. I've been in primary too. I just have never done the music part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit where you have to think about like how to teach songs all the time. Yeah, and I've been the pianist, and so whenever I was the pianist, I just kind of would take notes and be like, "Oh, if I ever have to sub for her or like jump in, then I was ready with 
you know, my own ideas. But anyway, uh, you know, fun to be in primary. But it's yeah. sad because I'm not, I'm not very good at doing primary with my own children. But, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I was the same one. Like, at first, I was like, oh, it's just so nice to take a break and just not do anything for a yes. while. And I'm like, and I then you get into more of myself. Of doing nothing. <laughs> right. And so I tried to start doing primary and I did it pretty good for a while until we started going back to church. And then my kids were like, well, we did church, mom. We don't have to do yeah. at home <laughs> now. That's a struggle, right? Because they're like, we already did it. We don't need to keep doing it. And it's like, it feels like it lasts all day because you go to sacrament meeting and then you still have to do your own church and Sunday school and Reading society. And they're like, when are we going to just do something else? <laughs> but, yeah. but that's the great thing about the music thing. I feel like it doesn't really feel like church because you can make it fun and make it engaging and right sitting listening all the time and it doesn't have to be a planned activity on sunday it can be stuff you do during the week right just for fun and they might just think it's fun (laughs) yeah i know that's the thing is it's like if it's just like the music you listen to anyway like it'll just kind of absorb into your life i feel like it'll just be that's normal right like it's just yeah part of your routine (laughs) but and um, you know i don't know those are just some thoughts i was having that you know (laughs) i don't know what else to say i'm just rambling but (laughs) no it's good this is all good stuff i feel like okay what i was going for was just you know brainstorming together and like listening to some of your like your expertise just to get i want people to feel more comfortable with oh i can actually do this it's not that hard you know yeah yeah absolutely and like it can look different for everybody like you don't need to be super all out and get like all these fancy instruments. I like that. All right. So what's your, you were a primary chorister for a while. What was your favorite, what was your favorite activity that you did while you were teaching um, music? That's a hard one. Um, I have a hard time remembering things in general. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been a few years since I taught, but um, some ones that came to mind as you were saying that, Um, I think I talked about using egg shakers before, but those were super fun. And the kids love having something to hold and like having them follow you do something and like give them a challenge and say, Hey, I challenge you. Can you do what I do? And it kind of gets them excited. It's kind of like competition, but not really a competition because it's like a competition with themselves. Yeah. She she kind of talks about how like, you don't want to have a competition because it drives away the spirit, like doing a game where you're kind of one versus the other. But if Mm -hmm. you're competing against yourself, like trying to be better, then she's like, that's okay. Anyway, so she does some really fun, like egg shaker patterns where you're like tap, shake, shake, tap, shake, shake, or you do, um, there's a really fun one she does with like senior primary kids and you sit in a circle and you like do a pattern and then you pass the egg shaker around. So you're like all working together to pass, you know, it's kind of a fun thing where you're kind of working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but (laughs) (laughs) egg shakers are fun. And anytime you can have something to hold and have an instrument, it's fun. Um, Another fun one that I remember doing was, um, what's it called? She calls it the envelope game. Um, And it's another kind of like group activity. So this would be fun with your own kids. If you have more than one kid in primary, you know, you can kind of do this as a family activity. Um, where you um, take the song you're practicing 
and you just pick out like some of the key words in the song, like however many you want to do, however challenging you want it to be. Um, you pick out some of the, the stronger keywords of the song and then you cut them, you print them out and cut them up into strips and put them in the envelope. And then you, as you sing the song, they work together as a group trying to put the words in order in front of them. And so then as you're singing the song and they get it finished, then you stop and you say, okay, now only sing the words that are in front of you and I will sing the other words. So they're kind of only focusing on part of the song. And then you can switch yeah. it and say, now I'm going to sing the words that you have and you sing all the other words. And so it's kind of fun to like, it's like an extra challenge because you have to think about what you're singing and not just singing the words over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a really fun okay. idea. We loved it. And that's more geared towards senior primary, obviously, because they're better readers and that's a little too challenging for some of the junior age children. Yeah. Um, but to include that for junior kids, she did an idea where she just took like pictures of whatever that theme of the song was, if it was about Jesus, she would find like multiple pictures of Jesus and cut them up into different like puzzle, like mini puzzles, like three or four pieces each. And so there was like four pictures of Jesus in there and they had to sort the pictures and try to put them together. So they'd have like four little puzzles in front of them. They had to put them together as they were singing the song. If that makes sense. <laughs> Instead of yeah. doing words, you're doing pictures. So that was fun and it got the kids like out of their seats which was fun because sometimes you know they've been sitting all day during church so it was fun to get out of their seat and do something out of the ordinary i like that i think and it engages some kids that are not as excited about like sitting and learning songs they're right. doing something that well and they're and singing and like an activity at the same time so they don't really notice that they're singing right <laughs> and one of her big exactly. like theories Charlotte dances theory she's like is she calls it like through the back door learning and so like you're not focusing on the words you're focusing on an activity and even if they're not singing they're hearing the words over and over again and that's how you learn a song is hearing it over and over again and that repetition yeah. but you're not doing it in a redundant way you're doing it in a way that still engages them so right so that was kind of a cool takeaway I had from one of her um, workshops. Um, like another fun activity we did, um, it's it kind of like playing hangman, but we didn't like draw the hangman on the board. I would just draw like the blanks on the board. And um, I would pick like a theme word for the songs we were learning. So like, I did like the Holy Ghost. And I just drew the lines on the board, the blanks for the Holy Ghost. And then as we would sing a song, I would stop and then I'd pick somebody that was singing well and they would give me a letter and we'd fill it in. And I would just like, it would just help them like, oh, I want to be a good singer so I can get to say a letter to put in the blank, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of a fun way and was like a super low prep, easy way to do it because you didn't really need anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was fun too, because like if I did it with senior primary, I would make it challenging by not leaving any blank like spaces between the words. So it'd be like one really long looking word but it was really like multiple words squished together so it took yeah. them a long time to figure out like what the secret word was so that was kind of a fun one we did and it was a good like time filler one for me because sometimes we would get things done faster than I planned and I was like oh what do we do for five more minutes you know but anyway it's a good way to get them the song over and over again yeah. without really noticing that they're singing the song over and over right. again yeah it's like another easy repetition song like activity 
So next question, are there instruments or props that would be easy to make at home? Okay, so yeah, absolutely. There are lots of ideas and Charlotte Dance has, like she's the queen of like making do with whatever you have. Um, a lot of her videos, the last one I watched, it was probably in November, she did one. And she had like a notepad, like a notebook, a spiral notebook. And she had a pencil with an eraser on the end. And she's like, here's my instrument. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you think of that? Like, it's just like something random everybody has around the house and she turned it into an instrument. So um, that's why I love her, she's amazing. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so an easy way to make an egg shaker, since that's one I've talked about a lot, obviously, is you just buy some Easter eggs or find your Easter eggs from Easter and you fill them up with rice or beans. And then um, the best thing to seal them with is actually like that electrical tape that like white or black, they, sometimes it's different colors, yeah. but it's kind of like a stretchy tape and you just tape it around there and they never come apart. Like they're, I've never had a problem with them um, coming apart. You don't have to glue them or anything. You just use that tape that's and then it's done. It's so that's a really easy one. And if you don't have eggs. I didn't use that tape. So there, that's the secret, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's amazing because it, you can kind of pull it tight and it's like, I don't know, it stays tight instead of like scotch tape where it doesn't, it's not stretchy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so um, if you don't have eggs, you can always use like a little Tupperware and just steal a little bit of rice or beans and a little tiny Tupperware and that would work as an egg shaker also. Oh, cool. Um, another idea, she um, has, like, she'll, we'll do like scarves is another of her ideas. Um, so to do that, you could use like a tissue or you could like find towels or rags, or you can actually buy scarves if you want to be fancy and like get the colorful scarves. But those are fun for doing activities too and like doing different patterns and movements as they sink and it gets them moving. Yeah. I remember one of our choristers, she had like little sticks with like ribbons on them. Oh yeah. <laughs> when, ribbon ones are fun too. Yeah. But scarves are easier to make, but yeah. you could also make ribbon ones. Those know, are fun because you could I immediately get a thought of my boys and I'm like, oh, they would probably use those with like <laughs> as swords because that's what boys do. Yeah. <laughs> you do have to set up like boundaries, but when it's just your own kids in your house, you probably don't need to have that as much. But like in a primary full of 30 children, you know, you have to like set the rules before you pull out all those yeah. crazy fun things because it gets crazy quickly. Yeah. <laughs> thing about doing it, um, kids could help you make it and it kind of builds up that excitement of yeah an instrument that's a great idea yeah um another thing like doing rhythm sticks and all you need is like pencils or you can get fancy and get like actual rhythm sticks or like dowels or things like that yeah um, and getting different thicknesses would make different sounds so you can do that that's easy um another um prop that was really fun that we did in primary was um, paper plates <laughs> it sounds weird I don't even know how to explain it without like showing it but um, she did like paper plate patterns and I'm sure if you looked up on her website on teaching primary music type in paper plate activities and you can watch her do different videos of like different patterns and it was so fun to like see the whole group like doing the same pattern with you as you're singing the song um, so that was a fun one and something you probably have laying around your house. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. She did one where she turned like a laundry basket and like an Amazon package into like a drum. Like 
seriously anything around your house yeah. that makes a noise like you can make that into an instrument so you just have to be creative but um anyway those are those are my ideas as far as I can think but those are fun <laughs> ideas I like them and they're easy like yeah. like you said it's just stuff you have around so you can just kind of brainstorm yeah. and I'm sure the kids will think of things too because they're super creative yeah absolutely I mean we use jingle bells in primary a lot too and you could I mean you could actually buy instruments like triangles and different things like that if you really want to spend money and have like actual instruments but like if you want to be creative you can pretty much make anything you know (laughs) so it's fun it's fun to and like you said it would be fun to get your kids involved and have them help you make something so that's I think that's a great idea awesome all right last question I have for you are there things that others are probably already doing that they could easily turn into learning primary songs oh let's see this is this was a hard one for me but I think um the first thing that came to mind was just like making time to actually listen to the music like if you're driving in the car or drop you know doing carpool or whatever (laughs) like having that music on in your car just so that you're hearing it and like making that part of your life, then you'll probably make time to do more with it throughout the week. Cause it's on your mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like when you're cleaning the house, like I love to have music playing and the kids help, you know, pick up their toys and we like say, can we pick up all the toys before the song is over and we'll like have a song playing. So you could do that with primary music instead of listening to, you know, whatever we listen to is Disney songs, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could pull it in that way. Um, I used to sing to my kids before they go to sleep when they were little. We don't do it as much, but my kids are still little. But <laughs> <laughs> I've I've forgotten to do that lately. I've gotten out of the habit. <laughs> but I used to sing to them and sing like all their favorite primary songs as we were going to sleep, and it helped them like calm down. Um, so I think just doing those things so that the songs are already part of your life, I think helps. Yeah, I like <laughs> especially that. where we don't have primary at all right now. I feel like anything is better than nothing but yeah well I just I don't have a ton of ideas other than that but (laughs) I noticed with us like the only time we were really singing primary songs was like family home evening on Mondays and I'm like this is really sad that my kids aren't like they don't know all the songs yet yeah and like I think part of it also is like they they're like forgetting what they already know because we'll be like okay yeah and they're like I don't they look at us like we were crazy and I'm like I think maybe they're like they're forgetting some of the stuff that they've already learned because we haven't been yeah I I haven't been in primary for um a year now and so I was like I don't know some of the songs that you guys were already like what you were learning and so I can't really like help you out as much but I'm like I need to I need to probably um immerse myself in the primary song so I can help my kids remember what they've already learned and learn new ones yeah, I know. And there's so many amazing songs out there. And they're like, probably songs that have been in there since they made the primary book. But you know, we only ever sing like a handful of them. Yeah. So it's fun to like discover those new songs, just like having the primary songs like playing for your, your speaker, you know, and yeah. while you're doing stuff and you stumble on I don't know, that's a fun thing to do. I think there's a lot of power in just having that spirit in your home and having the songs, you know? Yeah. It's true. Something you always can turn to and have it in your head. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we struggle with making time to have 
I mean, I don't do a very good job of doing singing time with my own kids, even though like I did it as my calling for so long, but <laughs> I definitely feel like we're at the point where I'm like, I need to pull it back together because it's been so long and they need that. They need that. Music is such an easy way to learn things. And yeah. there's such a good spirit with those songs, you know? So I think. And the kids are learning the doctrine. Like I know yeah. for a long time, Weston, my oldest, his favorite primary song is uh, Miracle, the Miracle. And, mm-hmm. and whenever we would, you know, and as we studied the New Testament a couple of years ago, whenever we would talk about uh, one of the stories, he'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. is this the thing? Like when he raised the girl from the dead, you know, like he, and he <laughs> the stories. He knew it. Yeah. And I love that he, he recognized that and he knew that it was a miracle that Jesus performed. And, and of course, then he ties it back to but the greatest miracle he did for me and he just he I loved hearing that simple testimony from him all the time and I'm like I didn't teach him that that was all from music and mm-hmm. it's so powerful the the messages that the kid learn when they're singing. Yeah. I know it's I mean that's why they've been doing it for so long right that's why primary that's why they do the program that's why they do all those things is to get the kids that's how they learn yeah so well even if they're not actively singing they're hearing it and it's in there yes yep that's exactly true um one little factoid from my charlotte dance i know i talked to her about her so much but but, she's good um, (laughs) she's amazing but like when i went to her training one of the things she said was children need to hear a song over and over and over to learn it so um, a three-year-old needs to hear a song a hundred times in order to learn it. Um, a, a four-year-old needs to hear something 75 times in order to memorize it. Um, five-year-olds need 40 times. And um, you and anybody older than five years old has to hear it 25 times. So it doesn't, that number doesn't get lower than that. So if you hear something 25 times, you'll know it and learn it. So like just having music, you know, hearing it, that will help you learn it. So Anyway, that, that was just a cool little factoid I remembered from our training. But That's good to know. <laughs> so repetition <laughs> is so important. Yeah. And that's what makes it hard because we don't always make the time for it. But yeah. I think if we do, we'll see the benefit of it for sure. Yeah. And hopefully we won't be without primary for very much longer, but you never know. So, yeah, like you said, it's, it's good to just to try right right and even when we <laughs> go back to primary I mean who's to say that we can't teach at home with our kids still you know? absolutely so I think it's yep. good and yeah only hearing it once a week isn't enough too I mean if you hear it throughout the week that would also right you know and like we talked about there's tons of songs in there that like I don't know if I ever heard but they probably just didn't have time to teach every single song so right teach some of your favorites at home in case they don't get taught in primary yeah yeah and there's like we were always like hesitant like like me and my co-chorister we were always like oh we sang that song last year for primary program like should we really teach it again this year because sometimes the same songs would come up every year and it was like it doesn't matter that they already know the song if you give them new experiences with the music that's what makes it powerful because hearing a song over and over again you'll start to pay attention to the words more and the words mean different things to you when you're a different age, right? Yeah. 
I hear hymns all the time and I'm sitting in sacred meetings and I'll hear it and be like, oh, I never thought about that. That applies to me now. And like, depending on your situation in life, you can get a whole different meaning out of a song just because you heard it when you needed it. You know what I mean? Yes. So even though they might have a song memorized because you sing it to them every single night, like if you give them a new experience with that song, it could be so meaningful for them. You know what I mean? Yes. So (laughs) I could talk about music. I didn't think I'd have much to say, but I apparently have lots to say about music. Well, I picked (laughs) the right person to have on for this then. (laughs) There you go. Hopefully I made sense. I feel like I'm kind of rambly, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's good. I needed to pick someone that I had good, you know, good relationship with. We can chat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a little easier to talk to you than somebody I don't know about music. Too, so. But well, I'll let you, I'll let you go, but thanks for being on my podcast, okay. Natalie. And you're welcome. I'm thanks for having to me. implement some of these things in my family. <laughs> and teach my kids some music yeah. yeah I mean I guess your biggest takeaway is you have to go look at her website primary teaching primary music.com like that I don't know maybe that's not where you want to go but I feel like <laughs> if you start you, if you start there I feel like it'll be easier because there's already pre-made stuff you just yeah jump right in and you can you know, you don't even have to do anything. You just turn it on and watch, have your kids watch it. <laughs> like, it's not like here, you have to, here's how to teach it. But it's like her teaching it. I think that's okay. Yeah, she just teaches it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, she's just to get on there and turn it on for my kids. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you um, have a good night. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>